Hello and welcome back to the Oodcast. Welcome to series two. Welcome from me, Chris, uh, Andy. Laura. Waving, waving doesn't no. work. <laughs> doesn't it work on sound? <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Andrew here. Laura. Hello, everyone. And Chris. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second season. We got recommissioned by ourselves. <laughs> by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we were we were that good. Less generous contracts, though. What's that about? Yeah, still nothing. But you know, <laughs> two times nothing is. Let me see. Carry the one. Still nothing. But it's great. We're very excited, aren't we? How excited are we? I'm extremely excited. Yeah, season two is going to see new new formats, new ideas. We're going to do more spoof sketches. We're going to... We're going to watch every single episode of series one, five, thirty-four. I'd, I'd have done that anyway. Shall we sort that out now? Because everyone... I don't think it's a problem. I'm just going to call it series five. I think it's got to be series five, hasn't it? But... There was some complicated description of why the moth felt it needed to be, to be called Series 1. Well, he says that Series 5 is, out of all the things that it could be, I mean, it should, he thinks it should either be Series 1 because it's the first one of a new Doctor or Series 31 because it's the 31st season of Doctor Who. But out of all of them, Season 5 doesn't actually have any founding in truth because... Mm. But we're used to the sequence of... One, one in two, 2005, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, going f- forward in sequence, aren't we? But then uh, I think it's one of these rather inconsequential arguments that don't really matter. It's Doctor Who, for heaven's sake. And we're excited about the fact it's a new series. It does make him come across as a little bit conceited. Ooh. Who? Stephen Moffat? Descent yes. towards the moth? It, I don't know. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's just, you know, it almost seems as if he's saying, nothing else has come before me. I am number one. I think it's more about a fresh start than this is mine. I mm. think it's. And also, I think from point of view of marketing it, he, he wants to say, this is new, new Doctor Who. Yeah. Have you read the article, Laura? No. So the conceitedness just comes from that statement rather yes. than anything? Yes. Well, if you read the article, he says, it's to do with BBC One. It's the, they want it that way because they think Series 5 is, sounds stale. Um, and it was just to, it's basically just to market it to the money men. So in the article it says, look, it doesn't matter. The reason I said Series 1 is for weird BBC bureaucratic reasons that you don't need to go into. I don't mind. I just want to make a good series. So please don't make it into a big argument. I think the only people at fault is all the fans that have decided to have a massive mm. debate about it. I think, do you know I think what? we should just move on. I like series Fnog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a uh, Radio Free Scaro kind of. They've, they've that, taken no, that, that. That's what Moff, that's yeah, what the he, Moff he, came he up with. He said, it. do you know what, guys? Mm. Forget it. Let's just call it series Fnog. Yeah, I, I don't really think it matters because I, I saw an article that I think is on the Guardian website um, about Amazon putting up something, uh, putting up the new DVD, mm, the first have, volume one of the new series. Mm. Um, and they went against what the BBC was saying about series one and called it series five. And I read the article and I thought, I really don't care. 
It's, okay. It's Doctor Who. I, I'm going to be excited whichever way. Let's put a pin in it. Let's never discuss yeah, it again. Never yeah. mention it again. But uh, We that... should just blaze through all of these things that people are annoyed about and just say, it doesn't matter. Let's get on with watching all the so wonderful does stories. does that mean the bow tie doesn't matter? Nope, the bow tie is brilliant. Patrick Troughton wore a bow tie. The new, you know, Matt Smith said, I've, you know, he watched all the old episodes. He says, Patrick Troughton was my favourite. I want to I have just a nod to that doctor because that's my doctor. I don't so like can I wear tie. a bow tie? I thought okay. the bow tie was the international symbol of a paedophile <laughs> or chemistry lecturer. You, you, we ought to clarify there is a gap in between the two things you just said. We're yeah, not, that's true. We're, we're not, not saying that, that chemistry, chemistry lecturers teachers. are in any way. <laughs> but uh, so you don't like the uh, There's something about it that just screams Tory. Oh. Uh, to me, it screams scientist. It means. To know, me, it screams retro in a bad way. It could be like that if it was created by the BBC costume department. Oh, yeah, let's do a bow tie. But if it seems to me if it's genuinely come from an actor going, I love this aspect of the character I'm playing. Mm. This is what I want to bring to it. Mm. I'd like to give a nod mm. to it. He brought it. I mean, have you? I've, I've been read reading it, a lot. Yeah. 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 They had a completely different costume. Mm. It was over designed. It looked like Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm. He came in and said, I don't I like ha- it. <laughs> I want to have a jacket with leather uh, leather elbow patches and I want to have a bow tie. Yeah. And as soon as he put it on, he was leaping around the room. With a pen, pretending it was the sonic screwdriver, yeah. going... Phew. So to me, there's you know no what cynicism I love? there. What I love is that the moth trusted his new star uh, enough to say, do you know what, guys? Can I just pick my own costume out of what's lying around here? And I think that says a lot for the moth, and I, th- I think it says a lot for Matt Smith's understanding and interpretation of the role. I heard something interesting uh, about um, Matt Smith when he gets excited and he wiggles his fingers. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that is very, very similar to the very, very first Doctor yes. operating the TARDIS. Yes. Always wiggles his fingers William, used to in a mad way. Yeah. So Again, uh, Andrew has been doing a bit of mime there. He's doing the wiggling fingers. Uh, he, Andrew seems to not grasp the concept I, that we're on radio. I'm very animated, aren't I? <laughs> should we do a? Uh, we'll do some vodcast. Can we'll we do, do some, a yeah, vodcast? We, we should. We you should guys, what, you might not have a wide enough screen for what I'm doing, but well, we H- should do H- that. HBO just started a new series of, uh, of the Ricky Gervais show. It's called, which is all his original podcasts with animated versions of what's going on. I think we should do that for hours. <laughs> wow, that's cheap, isn't it? It's cheap. It, is that why we're not getting paid? Good. The budget's all going to the animation. <laughs> the no, animation it's, it's division. It's all going to Ricky Gervais, I think. <laughs> Another thing which Stephen Moffat says about his new star is that he's the most clumsy person in the story. world. And there's a brilliant story about, uh, was it episode 10, where he has to hold a burning torch and he was worried... Uh, that basically all of Wales was going to be set on fire. <laughs> well, I loved it when he was first, when Matt Smith was first given the sonic screwdriver prop. The moth apparently was saying to one of the producers, I'm going to open a book on how long it's going to take for him to break it. And apparently, as the moth was saying that, the props guy walked <laughs> past with the screwdriver in two pieces. <laughs> so the Oodcast is uh, our badge of honour, is that we're the positive podcast. Yeah. And I just have to say, I am so excited. Oh, me too. I just cannot wait for the 3rd of April, which hasn't been officially announced, but apparently a trailer went out on BBC One just once, which was the wrong trailer that did have the date on it. So the 3rd of April is the day it's going to be, Easter weekend. Brilliant. I'm, yeah, I, I ought to say here now, I'm holding my hand up because <laughs> I want to say something. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, the, 
I'm excited. And I'm sure Chris is as well. I'm very excited. I was just letting other people speak first. Do you so, know what? I uh, love that new Time Vortex effect. I... Mm. It's, this it, is back to the. It speaks to me of um, Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Um, it's like soap suds going down a plug hole. There's no. There's there's texture to it. There's weirdness to it. There's there's Hinchcliffe Doctor Who ness about it. It's uh, okay, Chris. You can, can say I, something you. since you've got your hand up. You see yeah. the thing that it, the thing that it struck me as it looked a bit like reusing the Sarah Jane Adventures titles and putting different CGI. On no, it, it, a bit. I no. mean, I, I quite enjoyed the beginning and the end of that trailer you're talking about. It's grittier and the, darker than that. Is it? It's it's pink. It's got more wallop. It, is it pink? Can you, you have something that's pink and threatening? It's blue. Apart from Jordan? Yeah, it is blue. Mr. Blobby? I <laughs> um, I, I'm with Andrew. I think it's brilliant. I'm not saying it's not, it's not exciting and good. It's just... It, it looked too much like a kid's version. Get a me. new telly, Chris. I, you I, plainly need a new telly or just the colour settings. Of You're course, right. that's something else I want to say. They've got new cameras. They've got proper HD. Film. Yeah, no, but not the HD cameras they use for the specials, which they kind of, which was just like an upgraded version of, of the TV camera. They've got proper, like, filmic cameras that are much bigger, much more expensive. They're, they're, mm. The new producers are talking about going for a slightly more Tim Burton esque mm. kind of dark mm. fairy tale feel to the whole way it's shot. They said that their main thing this year was what directors they used, not what writers, to give it that that sense of wonder and that sense of what they use the term childlike wonder. Mm. And if there's anything that I want from my Doctor Who, it's that feeling of childlike wonder. And you know what? That's what I remember because I'm old enough, guys, to remember the Hinchcliffe years. That's what I remember. The um, the sort of um, fear in the pit of your stomach, but also loving it reaction to the program which uh i do think is always there in the moth stories that's why i'm so excited because he's going to tell great stories he's going to have great characters he's plainly got great stars in the leading roles as we can see from the trailer and who've got great chemistry together and there's going to be a real oomph about it it's going to blow our socks off i'm sure should we talk briefly about things we're excited about and not with the new series, it's specifics. I've thought of something else that's pink and threatening. Laura, go on. Tumors. Oh. Laura, the the girl that brings paedophiles and tumors to the family friendly <laughs> recording of the Oodcast. Say together. Is this a segue into something about Doctor Who, or is this just a comment in general? We were talking about whether anything could be pink and threatening. So Laura's telling us that tumors are pink and threatening. I found Mr. Blobby quite threatening, and pink. Battle worms. Yep. Is that a thing from, from Doctor Who, a battle worm? No, it's just something I made up. It should be, though. Yeah, battle worms. Oh, yeah. That's your pitch. But that would make it uh, sound a bit like a sort of a really rubbish Dune spin-off, and I don't mm. think we really want to go Do you there. know what I think, guys, at this point? I think that we're digressing. Maybe we should go back to what Chris was talking about. We did talk brief. well, we mentioned casting, uh, how, how exciting some of it looks, so maybe we could talk briefly about... Some of the people we've heard are going to be in it that we are either excited or not. Because I have one of each of those. I'm very excited about Bill Nye. Yeah, I knew oh, you were going to say that. Yeah. Plus, there is a very City of Death kind of overtone, in I, I, I think, because it, it, he's playing a Van Gogh expert, which to me sort of, ah, hang on a minute, ah. I can see it. I know it's not Van Gogh, I know it's... A nod to my favourite story. Um, and I, I'm very... 
skeptical about the fact they've cast James Corden. I'm sure he's he's, he's lovely. An actor, he's, Chris. A, he's a good actor. He's yes, an actor. I agree. He's a good actor. But it just What's the problem? Has anybody much. seen lesbian vampire killers? No, I no. Know. But have I you think seen that's the why he got. Boys? Yes, he was good in that. I think mm. maybe the reason he's got cast is that nobody's seen lesbian vampire hunter killers, whatever it's called. <laughs> I think he might be I, right. No I say one this. Saw that. I say this to. Anyone who's got doubts about James, what's his surname, Coburn. being in it. Coburn? No, Corden. Corden. <laughs> I say this. He's an actor. He's been cast in a role because he's a good actor. Come on, guys. Wait and see the episode. The problem I have is not that he's, a, he's not a good actor. It's the fact that it looks a bit much like um, the BBC are thinking, well, there's a bandwagon going past. We need to get on this. I'm really excited about the return of Alex Kingston as River Song. Mm. I really want mm. to find out what it is that she knows of her relationship with the Doctor. And I'm just, I'm so excited about that. Isn't that terrifying and exciting at the same time? Because I don't want the Doctor to be married. I don't want him, I don't want his wife to come into the series. I want the Doctor to remain mysterious. I want him to remain a step apart from um, human relationships i want him to remain the international or the intergalactic man of mystery i don't want his wife strolling into the picture Uh, hold on so i mean what the moth is going to do is plainly going to be great because he's the moth so firstly i'm a bit terrified of the fact that river song's back but secondly i'm excited because i'm sure whatever the moth comes up with is going to be gold-plated and awesome so hey hooray I said that was partly my point. The other is the fact that you, you described him as an intergalactic man of mystery, like a an Austin Powers with a spaceship, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> you misunderstand me. He's not Austin Powers or James Bond. Um, I, th- I think the point I was I was thinking of making is is basically it's being written by the moth. Mm. Should you really worry? No, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I'm also quite interested that you described him as an intergalactic man of mystery and then compared him also with James Bond because both of those are known very much for their sexuality and prowess no, with women. I said he's not a James Bond or Austin Powers character. That's what I said. And but what I you mean, said he but was a man of mystery? Oh, never no, mind. no, he is an international intergalactic man of mystery, but the mm-hmm. mystery is a very different sort from James Bond or Austin Powers in that we don't know who he is, who is in the title. And I love, I love the fact that there's... A question mark in the title kind of thing, but thankfully not on his collar. That was very... You you delivered that line like Sylvester McCoy. I think when we listen back to it... What the... uh, I think for New York... You you now have your fingers to your temples just like Colin Baker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. My mouth was going faster than my... My mouth was going faster than my mind just then. What I'm trying to say is that the mystery of the character should remain. And um, I do think the moth is going to be respectful of that. Can I have a slight geeky moment? Please do. Uh, can can I have a small jingle, which I'll play every time I say something incredibly geeky? Sure thing. You can have your little jingle, yes, Chris. You can. Hit Just the jingle. <laughs> Nice. Right. <laughs> um, so my thing is that when River Song meets the Doctor, she immediately launches into sort of getting out her diary and stuff. But by the way things have transpired, that's the only time River Song met the Tenth Doctor. And she said, I, I've, so she suddenly realises that she's never seen him that young before. So can she see time? 
because actually, Matt, Can she see his the body Matt, of Matt Smith, the eleventh Doctor, is younger than. Yeah, so I'm hoping they answer that one because she looks at him in Silence of the Library. She looks at the tenth Doctor and says, "Look at you, you're young." Uh, and you, uh, my assumption at that stage was brilliant. Tennant is going to stay another couple of years because obviously they have more adventures. And then Stephen Moffat says in a uh, an interview at some point that she recognises the Doctor. Whichever incarnation he is. Which is a Time Lord trait. Which is a Time Lord trait. Only Time Lords can do that. Mm, Or is it? This is why I'm so excited, because the moth will have some fantastic explanation. Yeah, he will. There's no way he'll leave that just twisting the wind. (laughs) That's going to be good too. Um, Weeping Angels, which of course is... Blinkers have talked up as one of the best episodes ever. Coming back for a two-parter. I think it's the same thing as well from the look of the titles of the episodes. The the ones that River Song comes back in are called The Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. Working titles. No, they're the ones that have been announced. Yeah, but with the proviso that he will change them, basically. Apparently, when Stephen Moffat showed the two episodes to his small children, actually, I don't know how old they are, when he showed the two episodes to the children, one of them remarked, that is the scariest thing that has ever been on Doctor Who. So that's about five minutes into the first of the two-parters. So very good. So Definitely, definitely said by someone who never saw Hale and Pace's cameo. <laughs> In survival. <laughs> I'm going to need the biggest cushion known to man. So we are incredibly excited about the new season, but... You don't need to wait as long as you think you do, because exclusively on the Oodcast, we have an audio trailer for Richard Curtis's episode of the new series of Doctor Who. Where are we, Doctor? Don't know. Looks like London. Notting Hill, perhaps, but there's... I don't know, there's something wrong. Oh, I can't put my finger on it. No, oh, yes, everything's too clean, and the people are too posh. Help me, I'm being chased by a giant golden pepper pot. The Daleks. Uh, watch out, here comes Dalek Colin, and he's got a big plunger. What are we going to do? Don't worry, it's all part of my brilliantly subtle plan. I don't see any brilliantly subtle plan. Amy, you wouldn't see a subtle plan if it suddenly grew to the size of a dreadnought-class cyber king, painted itself purple, and then danced through the streets of London singing Subtle Plans Are Here Again. Bugger, 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 bugger. This unit is impaired. Destroy it. Bugger. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? You've just said it. Said what? My name. That's the joke, you see. You said Doctor Who. But that isn't your name, is it? That's a mistake a lot of people make. The last brownie goes to whichever of us is the most pathetic. Well, what about me? Sorry, you think you deserve the brownie? Well, a shot at it, at least. Well, you'll have to fight me for it. This is a very good brownie. I'm the last of a dying race. With the blood of several species on my genocidal hands. I wander through eternity, lost in time and space, witnessing lives briefly flare and burn around me, while I remain essentially alone. 
desperately trying to save what scraps and tatters I can as the great war machine of time trundles on, crushing whole cultures under its dirt-flecked wheels. I'll outlast everyone I'll ever love. Really? Really. And one day, not long from now, I'll explode in an outpouring of golden energy, and another man will saunter away with my life. Never look back. Nice try, Bowtie, but you don't fool anyone. You learn Portuguese for me? Not really, it's just the translation circuits in the TARDIS. Stop all the clocks. Cut off the telephone. Prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone. Okay! <laughs> what did you do? All those things he just said. There's really a setting on the sonic screwdriver for stopping dogs barking. It also makes smoothies. After all, I'm just a Dalek standing in front of another Dalek asking him to exterminate, exterminate. Coming soon to BBC One. The Four Doctors and a few more. Wow, that sounds like the best episode of Doctor Who ever. I, I know, brilliant. I can't wait to see that on TV. I always thought Richard Curtis was a great idea. I never ever idea. thought I'd see Hugh Grant playing a Dalek. No, that was that was pretty special. He is built for it, though. He has all the expression. He's got the bumps, doesn't he? Matt he Smith is. doesn't sound like I thought he'd sound. Or, or Karen as Amy. They sound different to how I thought they would sound. Somehow kind of familiar. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, that is... Properly, a clip from the series. We we all dressed up in black uh, like ninjas, and we went into Steve Moffat's house in Kew, and we found that in a drawer marked I pulled a hamstring secret stuff. So there we go. Pretty pretty awesome. That is a world exclusive right here on the Oodcast. Brilliant. So I think maybe we could talk. Uh, I mean, the episode is drawing to a close. We've got a little bit more time. I was wondering if we could talk about just a little bit about the thing we're most excited about within our own show, within the podcast. What of the things that we have planned is everyone most excited about? Well, I'm most excited about the um, play. We are writing a whole cycle of Doctor Who, all of us contributing our own episodes here and there. I am so excited to finally get some of my ideas down on paper and to see what the rest of the guys come up with. I think it's going to be fantastic. That's right, yeah, a whole season of audio adventures. We're going to try and make it as professional as possible. I don't think it will quite rival Big Finish or even some of the more established fan audio adventures, but we really hope to put our all into it and we hope to be giving you six episodes of a new Doctor um in in the near future so i i agree with laura i'm really looking forward to that not least of which because i get to play doc the doctor <laughs> and we we did you know we did have a fight to see who was going to be the doctor <laughs> and uh, i remember the email chain went like this chris foston said oh no i don't think i could do it justice i replied oh no i don't think i could do it justice chris mead said brilliant it's me then <laughs> I don't think I can do it justice either. I, I just, I want to try. And I think at the end of the season, 
you know, he may regenerate into one of you guys if you have suddenly got the bug for it. Are we discounting the idea what of a, about me? Are we I discounting the idea it. of a female doctor? Yes, we are. I am. Uh, I can do it. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> who's that voice? I don't know. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Laura. So uh, another thing I think we've got coming up in the next few weeks will be well there's a, there's a few things firstly laura has kindly agreed to read chicks dig time lords which is a new book about female fan fiction and give us a review on it so i'm really looking forward to hearing her take on that book and the other thing is i've ordered the doctor who role-playing game <laughs> so a few episodes of the Udicast in uh, the next few months are going to be us sitting down to play a game of the doctor who role-playing game uh, and we're going to invite a few uh, fellow podcasters along who don't know anything about Doctor Who or indeed role playing so that there is another perspective on this perhaps slightly geeky pursuit. You see, we're geeks bearing gifts. That's right. Anyone else got anything exciting coming up? I'm excited about blogging again uh, on the website, you know, typing stuff I as well to, as podcasting. I have to podcasting. say that's another classy mime. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Do you like the fingers? It's a bit like <laughs> Catherine Tate in Partners in Crime, isn't it? By the mime, Andrew apparently types like he's playing the piano. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. It takes ages, but it's In very classy. Movie. I think he types like he's picking little bits of fluff off the back of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, new A canine. rather lively dog, I might say. Yeah, who's, new who, canine who's looking the new really canine? slick and tiny. Yeah. I think that will allow it to get into better places. And he's he's animated. Animated. Isn't he? Is, is, he animated? Is, this, is this the animated one? He's not animated, no. Well, it's, no a, it's, it's a real it's, life it's one. Part, I'm not sure part, about it, I have to say. I have seen that. animation part. But um, they've got John Leeson doing the voice, so it can't be all bad. Uh, I'm not sure about it, because I think it looks too professional. I and want one. Yeah. And Bob Baker writing it. Yeah. No, but, I mean, that's another we, thing. But well, that's another podcast to come. If only that was part of our podcast. I'm excited about doing sketches. We're going to do lots of them. They're going to be really funny. Yes, they're going to be hilarious because we are so funny. <laughs> I wanted to pick up quickly on Andrew's point about doing the blogging. Yes. Um, we have a new website. Um, mm. It is at www.theoodcast.com. Uh, it's got a new look and all of the old posts are on there. I'd encourage you to go on and read them. They're mostly by Andrew and Chris and they're absolutely brilliant, mostly detailing season four. And I went back and read every single one of them yesterday, and they're they're brilliantly written, guys, you, and and really give a sense of your passion and enthusiasm for the show, while also putting across some pretty brilliant points. Uh, highlights for me are definitely Chris's critique of the Agatha Christie <laughs> episode. I knew you were going to say that, which is just is just a great mix of knowledge and insight. Um, so uh, check that one out. Definitely. Do you like any of mine? I was going to say, your one on the planet of the Ood is particularly mm. good. And then the finale, the, the, two <laughs> finale, the two finale ones. The critique of the finale that I did, where I gave it a kicking. Yes. But Do you know, nice I watched kicking. I watched Journey's End. I watched Earth and Journey's End again the, uh, quite recently and actually decided I love it, apart from the resolution to the cliffhanger, which really annoyed me. I think I'm. Uh, I, this is retreading something that's on the blog, I think. But um, the one problem I had was was towing mm. the earth and the use of the children of time mm. with everybody driving the TARDIS. If he can do it on his own, why does it need twelve of them? 
and why does he do something? I, I, they showed too much. That's what I think. Anyway, that's it. I, that's why I remember loving about your and your assertion that if you towed the Earth, then you'd just strip the atmosphere off the planet <laughs> and just kill everyone. So I just love the the scene where the Doctor finishes towing the Earth, sort of turns around, and it's just this bare rock with no life on it. It's like, should have thought that one through before I started towing it across the galaxy. But it was I put in a little plea asking if anybody knew if that would be possible or not. So if any of you know, dear listeners, if it is possible to tow if, a planet through Earth. If any of you have right towed a small planetoid, <laughs> can you let us know kind of how that went? Yes, and, and if you're going to reply about that, could you also reply about time travel and regeneration and being an alien? If anyone's done any of, of that. I a way either. we could do it. Right, this is what we do, guys. We coat an orange in Nutella and then we pull it through a bath. What do you think? It would be fun. That is exactly the same as doing a planet through space. Chris wrote, Chris Mead wrote a very good article on timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff. The mechanics of time travel within the The Doctor Doctor Who universe, universe. which, very excitingly, we're going to do a podcast about and expand upon and discuss. And that's next week. Mm. So next week we're going to give over almost entirely... Uh, I'm going to do a sort of a audio presentation that should be the first part of the With podcast. With slides? No, Andrew, because it's a radio program, <laughs> as we've you discussed. You can do mimes. But I do hope to cut in bits from the series so that it will have sort of like clips from the series that back up my points and that kind of thing. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to play it to you guys and the second half of the podcast will be us discussing that oh, it's like a lecture followed by a seminar that's right yeah we'd like to thank all our listeners uh, for coming back to us like warm old friends for the first of our second series we hope you stay with us um and enjoy the new new who as much as we do write to the oocast at oocast at me.com or find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash theoocast, or our Twitter page at twitter.com slash theoocast. Bye! 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 Cheerio!